Welcome to the Biting Side mini podcast where I make a point to keep things really personal. So of all the years that I've like spoken with people, friends, etc. about different relationship things, different issues that we're having or even just like triumphs that we're having or even um, just like things that we want to communicate better in our relationship. Like, how do I say this? How do I get this person to understand what I mean by this? Um, uh, you know, there's just been there's been a lot said and there's been some common threads and some stumbling blocks that like always seem to come up. And anyway, I recently found something that really put a lot of those stumbling blocks like together in a nice way that made it easier to deal with. And um, it just really helped. It helped a whole lot for me um, when I was dealing with my own relationship. But also, um, you know, as I was talking to some other friends and stuff, it was, it was just like seeming to be like, aha, this is like a nice extra shift in the way to look at it that can really help and make it easier, which is kind of like a nice, um, you know, assist. <laughs> and so I just wanted to throw it out there and put it on the table, play with it a little bit more and, you know, have it out there for anybody else that wants to take it and run with it. It could be useful for them, but also for myself just to like remember and to be able to come back to it and re-listen, you know, because it was so helpful. So I want to make sure I remember it. Um, but yeah, so the shift actually um, has to do with... Um, seeing things in a relationship as um, for the heart instead of like the way we typically see things as like for the person, for the person, the body, you know. Um, and and anyway, stick with me for a second because I'll like try to flesh it out because um, it's hard to explain all at once. But um, the example I'll give is, you know, especially uh, as it deals with male-female relations and like, you know, roles that we play these days, you know, and we don't necessarily feel as satisfied with the old 1950s roles. I mean, some of us do still like those roles. Some of us halfway like them, but halfway don't. We can't quite put a finger on what we do and don't like about it. And, you know, all these kind of things. And there are some like masculine needs to be... X, Y, or Z, and then many, you know, like, let's say, let's use the example provider, protector, um, you know, because that's a real classic kind of example. And I think it's a legit masculine need, you know, um, to be provider, protector. But then, you know, some men are like kind of rejecting that or thinking like that's trivial and they can't want to be the prote provider or protector because, you know, gosh, that kind of diminishes the woman and it diminishes what they want to provide. Um, and they don't want to be diminished to simply a workhorse that provides physically, you know, money and food or whatever and protector that just protects physically um, in the tangible realm of things. And, you know, is like just beating people up that are, you know, a threat or something. Um, um, you know, so so a lot of us are kind of like, Ugh, we don't love those words, but there's still plenty true in them. And it's really tough to kind of ask for what we need. You know, let's say, um, you know, we're on one end of that, you know, we're the male, we're the female, whatever, um, uh, you know, masculine entity, feminine entity. Um, it's like, it's hard to ask for what we want. Um, and it doesn't just have to do with only masculine and feminine, but there's, there's stuff in there. So I'm using that as my example right now. Um, but, uh, you know, this just gave me a nice, more clear way to say it. Because when we 
enter into a relationship with someone, uh, we are kind of entering into an engagement with their heart. You know, we are now um, letting our hearts be connected and relating to each other. And that's kind of what is going on here. It's not just we're intermingling our physical worlds. Yes, those also happen. But primarily, it's the heart. So I guess that kind of led me to this next part where it's like, okay, so, you know, if this guy um, wants me or wants to be the protector or the provider, um, then, okay, as long as he knows that his primary goal is to be the protector and provider of my heart, Um, protector of my heart, provider for my heart. And yes, sometimes that does carry over into my physical world because sometimes, you know, Like if my heart is really um, being accosted by this horrible financial status in my life and I just like can't afford things and da da da, um, you know, a a way, not the only way um, for him to be a protector and a provider for my heart is to maybe help me a little bit financially or not. Maybe just like talk me through my business ideas or, you know, start a business with me or, you know, help the financial situation in totally different ways that don't actually have to do with him providing them. But it's like, and they do have to do with the exterior world and real tangible things like finances um, and life status. But the directive and the primary um, purpose, though, was to be the protector and provider of my heart um, or for my heart. And through that, um, you know, goal and directive, he ended up or she, you know, ended up helping me with these other things um, that did actually sort of resemble what a protector or provider might do in the physical realm. Um, but it isn't simply, you know, being a protector or provider for someone isn't simply to be their protector or provider in the physical world. That's what seems so incomplete about it. And so I'm going to flesh this out some more even because like maybe this whole protector provider example is not your jam and it doesn't, you don't identify with it. And that is fine because it kind of works for everything, you know, um, and it like for frees you up to be able to say what it is you want without fear of diminishing yourself or the other person in doing so. Because if you want to be the protector and provider and that just like rings true to you, you don't have to be embarrassed to say so. I want to be the protector and provider here, you know, and you don't have to feel like it's trivialized because it's not. It's the protector and provider of someone's heart. So for example, like I'm going to use, you know, because I kind of use that cliche, um, masculine one I'll use the cliche feminine one like if what you want to offer in your relationship if who you want to be in your partnership or what you feel you bring or what you want to bring you know the role you want to play in your relationship is nurturer you know I want to be the nurturer um okay or the the you know keeper of the home okay cool um it could be but it's like the keeper the nurturer of the heart. You're going to be the nurturer of that heart. Uh, That's the role you're going to play. And I mean, maybe both of your hearts too, but I'm saying, you know, especially when you're talking about what role you will play for each other, what role you would like to play in the relationship. You could nurture the heart of the relationship because that is the role you 
think really rings true for you. Um, it doesn't just mean that you're the nurturer in the tangible realm where you're like, you know, wiping snot off of babies' noses <laughs> and, you know, making nourishing food and putting it on the table. It can mean those things, but it's not limited to those things because the primary directive is the nurturing of the heart, you know, because that, so then you can claim like, I would like to be the nurturer of your heart. And that could mean, you know, helping them with um, making dinner every night, but it doesn't also have to. It's not only just that, you know, it's probably got some more deep and juicy stuff in there. Like I said, nurturing the heart of the relationship, making sure that, you know, you ask that person how they're doing or you're doing something that nurtures the actual heart of the relationship, but also that you can get into some more specifics because maybe that doesn't nourish their heart. Um, you know, asking about the status of the relationship, but then again, maybe, you know, it does nourish the heart of the relationship. And then you guys can discuss and things can be more clear and they can say what it is that their heart needs. And then you can know because if you're wanting to be the nurturer of the heart, then, you know, you have more clear directives on what you, that person is, is going to feel really good um, with you doing, you know. Um, so and then there can be so much. I mean, we've done the cliches, right? But there's like so many others um, in all different directions and they absolutely do not have to be limited to some silly gender roles you know i mean i started with an example on purpose because we had to get a framework going but like you know for example if the role you want to play or who you want to be to somebody what you want to offer you know the role you want to play in the relationship is to be the source of inspiration or the source of growth or you want to be an inspiration like okay cool of the heart, you know, the inspiration of that person's heart or, you know, and, and a lot of women, um, you know, this is often one that they don't realize, like they want to be looked upon as art or beauty or something like that, which is essentially inspiration. You know, I want to be um, like a source of inspiration. I want to be beautiful. I want to be seen and appreciated and valued, you know, maybe that one means, you know, um, inspiration to the heart you know that's what I'm providing that's what I'm doing you know what do I want to provide in the relationship and you know it could be um, I had a friend who um, sparked some of this actually um, even though I didn't even know at the time it was like incubating the idea in a very early stage who said that he wanted to be the leader. He wanted to be a leader in his relationship and that it was so hard for him. And I mean, I can vouch for him. He's not just like this chauvinistic, like power over everybody kind of guy that wants to dominate um, his, you know, female partner at all. He just really wanted to play the role of leader. And yeah, maybe it's because he's got more traditional views or maybe it's just because he's got like a like a deep desire. That's his truth. Like that's what he wants to be. That would serve him. That would feel good to him. He wanted to be the leader in the relationship. And, you know, he was struggling because in this society currently, you know, women are kind of taught that that is diminishing to them to let the guy be the leader. And some women that he would find would be uh, like open to that and allowing of that. But often it was women that he didn't find that interesting and inspiring himself because he wanted like a stronger female, but he wanted to still be the leader and he didn't know how to marry the two, you know. And anyway, it was like, well, when we looked at this through the of the leader of their heart 
Then, well, immediately, women could kind of understand, the women he was trying to date could kind of understand that a little bit better. And that it felt softer to them. Like, yeah, I could let you be the leader of my heart. Like, I could, I could, I get that. I get the sweetness in that. I get what you're trying to say here. And then he could also be directed as to how to do that best, you know? Because he's not just trying to, like, boss their life around. But he was kind of, like, I don't know, taking a leadership role with their hearts, Um like in moments when their heart felt scattered, you know, like I want this and I want this, but I'm not sure how to make those two things work or, um, you know, and, and be the leader uh, or decision maker um, with their heart. Not that they still didn't have their own personal power to like say what they did or didn't like, but he was basically taking the stuff that was on the table that he knew about their heart and still letting them be the voice of their heart and tell him about their heart. So they still had all, you know, their own, kind of autonomy there and they're voicing their heart and that he's being the leader or the director and helping manage like and and uh, often I mean and in fact he's married you know um they he would they would like that the women that he was interested in would be like oh my gosh thank you that is something that I can you know to have somebody help manage or be decisive about all these things that are going on in my heart because there's a lot you know or whatever that could be fine um you know so anyway just like offering these different ways to look at it that were that was really helping make some sticky subjects pretty clear and better you know um and uh, another friend of mine, and this is like kind of another cool point of it or realization in it. Um, another friend of mine has a lot of, you know, argument going back and forth with her partner. And it's like he's so upset with what she's saying. Um, I don't know, like maybe he feels like he's being treated like a kid. And so it was just a bunch of back and forth going on and they weren't getting anywhere. And so we talked about this and we kind of like realized like, oh, okay, so we haven't even thought about or maybe like defined what we want our roles to be with each other because maybe we both want to be the leader. That's kind of how she originally was like, maybe I want to be the leader and he does too. And there's not enough room for both of us. And I'm saying maybe there is, but at least you got to start talking about it that way. You know, like, okay, you want to be the leader. He wants to be the leader. Could you be the leader of each other's heart or the heart of the relationship? Or could you take, you know, like you can talk it through, but at least we know what it is that both of us want to be be in the relationship, the role that we want to play. Um, But also, she was equally willing to admit that like, maybe that's not what uh, he wants to be at all. And maybe I should ask him, you know, like, what role sounds the best to you to play in a relationship, not just with me, because sometimes, you know, if they start thinking of you and your specific quirks, and they start answering in a specific way, like, this is actually one of those rare times where it's kind of best to answer this in a really general way, like um, at the heart of who I am, what role do I want to play in a partnership? What role do I feel I'm kind of destined to be in? You know, where you're just really asking your gut instinct or intuition, um, you know, and, and what is that? Nurturer, inspiration, um, you know, growth leader or... Um, trainer (laughs) or, uh, you know, leader or uh, provider and protector. Um, 
you know, all kinds of things. It's like coach, coach maybe, or a cheerleader, or, I mean, there's so many different roles, so many different archetypes. And what role do you want to play in a relationship with someone? And of course, I've been talking about romantic relationships and using them as my examples. And yes, because we are involving ourselves um, at the heart level. Uh, but it's like, it's kind of an interesting question to ask yourself, period. You know, what role, what do, how do I like to give? Um, what do I like to provide? provide for others how you know and, and sometimes it could be different I'm not saying this is a one answer fits all you know at work you might love to be a leader but at home and your partnership that may be the last thing you want to do um, so they don't but it is still a, a point of self-inquiry and like a good thing to know about yourself and certainly a good question to ask in your relationship and to kind of get the get the conversation started and then just see see if it helps you to view it as as a role that you're taking not in the tangible world and not with all the basic typical stuff because that seems too limiting and it generally feels too limiting to most of us um, and diminutive actually uh, but for the heart you know see if it helps you to rephrase it to shift it and look at it through the lens of okay I'm going to be the protector or the provider of this person's heart, for this person's heart. What does that mean? You know, how does that shift what I do for them daily? You know, instead of just like disappearing and going to work so that I can like provide money, 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 because I think I'm being the provider. And that's like, you know, I'm doing such great things for this person. Like if I, but am I? protecting and providing for their heart you know and of course though you know some finances and things like that might play into it you know it's not like the two are totally unrelated but definitely puts you at a different starting point if your focus is to be that of the heart um same goes for the nurturer same goes for the source of inspiration same goes for the growth coach or whatever same goes for the leader same goes for any of these archetypes that you could come up with like the the gardener you could be the gardener you could be the ringmaster you could be the source of laughter it's like i want to be the play uh master of play the you know jokester the um um, you know, comedian and, and all that kind of thing too. So there's like so many of these roles that you should just scroll through, start thinking and then fish yours out and see, see what you find. I hope it provides some clarity and stuff. It's really been cool one for, uh, for me to really realize like, Oh, this is so helpful when I'm trying to talk with my partner about, you know, like, okay, how is what you're doing a little different than what I would prefer? Cause I need it to be towards my heart. <laughs> um, and it gives us a better way to talk about and understand each other more clearly about what it is that we feel we can provide. What do we want to provide? What will make us feel like our truest self to, you know, be in this relationship? What role, um, you know, to provide? What, uh, what makes us feel like what role would be the one that makes us feel like our truest self? What thing that we're providing would make us feel like, yeah, this is really me. This is really what I bring. Um, so see how you like it. Thank you so much for listening. I've always loved playing with ideas, but usually they just aren't at all what others come up with. So that has made me feel weird for most of my life. Uh, but now I'm determined to take what makes me weird and to try to make it useful. So come and check out 
all the other podcasts and things that we've got going on at weirdisuseful.com.